1: Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show. It's me. I'm your host, Emma Gunn-Awardner. How excited I am I? It's because I've got some amazing guests on the show today. In this episode, I gathered something of a round table... So after Estée Lalonde appeared on the show recently, some listeners actually got in touch to say they would love to hear a conversation with her and very regular guest, Nadine Baggett. Why? Because the observation in each message I received had a similar theme of, I like how they both seem to have their stuff slash lives together. Meaning, I guess they both seem centered, grounded, and what you might call, in inverted commas, sorted. So (laughs) I know in like, Um, both of them very much and enjoy their company hugely and not to sound too smug but I feel very good about having these women as friends and I'm really pleased that they agreed to come together on a very hot Friday at the end of a very long week to join me on the show. What you're going to hear in this episode, to try and cater to all those messages I received about uh, listeners who wanted to get them together, is a mixture of us answering listener questions on a number of topics actually, including tricky colleagues, being misread, um, shyness, being seen as aloofness for example, learning how to acknowledge your achievements as and when they happen, the best underwear, love bites or hickeys depending on where you are in the world, how to find your purpose, staying motivated, online dating, exercise, how to relax and more. Plus, I'm not going to lie to you, there is a fair amount of spitballing truth bombs and what you would come to expect from Nadine, Estee and I hanging out together. All the links, as ever, will be on the show notes. And I'll obviously share how you can keep up with both Estée and Nadine in the notes too. All the links to their channels, social media, etc. will be in those notes. And they are unmissable notes, by the way. These are unmissable women. I'm just going to put it out there. Do enjoy our Friday afternoon get-together where there was even a distraction. Quite a sexy one, I'm not going to lie. But I'll let you discover that for yourselves in the actual show. So here they are. Two excellent, wonderful people, Nadine Baggett and Estée Lalonde, on The Emma Gunn Show. So, back by popular demand, I have in the room Nadine Baggett and (laughs) Estée Lalonde.
0: Or as we've been on a WhatsApp group, Nadeste. Nadeste. Which sounds a little bit like a sort of intimate cleansing gel. (laughs) It really does doesn't it <laughs> yeah i think it does or a form of sort of moon cup how are you with your nadeste moon cup
1: oh i just took it from twilight oh did you well yeah you know renesme <laughs> the, the kid that's named after the two mums yeah i was like i just called because you're so similar hence this recording and you've been called twins
0: because of your outlook and attitude to life which is very flattering to me seriously <laughs> i love it who calls us twins though you? Only me, you,
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly me, it has to be said. Um, but, yeah, it was the fact that when you came on Estee, obviously Nadine is a... This might be your fifth visit to the podcast.
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry, listeners.
1: <laughs> um, that after you came on, I think a lot of people said, oh, she's really got her shit together, she seems so well-adjusted, and, oh, I'd love oh. to hear a conversation with her and Nadine, because they seem to be... They seem to have... Life's
0: Yeah. That's and, so funny to me. <laughs> similar outlooks in life and also slightly sort of, as you said when Emma was setting up her gear earlier on, uh, being a little loose-lipped today. <laughs> <laughs> well, I live my life loose-lipped, so there you go. You
1: yeah. live and die by the lip. Yeah,
0: I do, sadly.
1: <laughs> um, so, and the other thing is, yes, we have talked about this. Uh, when I originally said to you about... Um, recording this episode I said uh, I mentioned it and
0: then you said how old is Estée and Estée's 28 and I'm exactly twice her age Mm. and I find that really interesting that somebody can be so successful and so kind of confident in their skin at a young age, because it came really late to me, and I find that really interesting. So I like that whole idea about talking about age and attitude and things you'd say to your younger self, although obviously for Estée, that would be like when she's a fetus. That's
2: really not true, though, Nadine. I even still don't feel like the most confident person. I mean, I, I feel pretty good, but whenever people are like, teach us how to be confident. I don't know what that, I mean, I find it strange that I'm the person they
0: think has the answers because I don't. Well, I think we're all on a journey, which is a real cliche, but (laughs) whenever I say to somebody, they say to me, how are you so confident in what you do? And I always say that the journey to confidence comes through life's and overcoming life's, difficulties and so young people in a way aren't supposed to be confident because otherwise that means you've had a really difficult life Mm. and I wouldn't wish that on anybody if I look at the things that have made me more confident in my life it's overcoming sort of being made redundant and breakups and deaths in the family and losing a parent well you wouldn't wish any of that on a young person so to see somebody I mean I think you're a really interesting dichotomy because I think that in person one-on-one and when I watch and enjoy your content You seem really confident, but when I see you in social situations, you're actually quite a sort of, you're quite a shy little thing. Oh yeah, I
2: don't love a social
0: situation. Which is interesting for somebody that makes her living in social situations. But but the
2: thing is, it's not. I'm by myself all the time. So when you put me in a room with people, it's, ugh, it's so draining and hard for me. That's interesting, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. And why do you think that is? I don't know. I used to have really awful social anxiety in high school. Um, I can, I can do it, but I really have to be like, I have to work up to it. So I love a breakfast where it's like first thing in the morning, I'm there, I'm present. But if it's like a late afternoon evening thing, I'm so tired by the end of it, by the end of the day that I find it harder to kind of like harness the energy to be social. It takes a lot of my, um, Insides Mm. to be social.
1: When we went to that dinner recently, um, we sort of stood in a corner for a little bit, and I think we just, it's almost like trying, learning to ice skate, you just hold onto the sides for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. And in social situations like that, I definitely do. I'm the same as you. I'm just like, I need to hold onto something solid, whether that's someone like Nadine (laughs) or a bookcase.
0: Right. Uh, Yeah, I've never been like that. I've always been quite a social butterfly. Mm. It's fine. I I don't find social situations stressful at all. But I think, Emma and I have talked about this a lot, one of the reasons I think that Emma and I are better in social situations is because we've interviewed celebrities for a living. Mm. So you learn how to tap dance. Mm. You have to fill
1: the gaps. You have to fill the air. And sometimes that means making a fool of yourself.
0: The other thing about you, Estee, is you're, you have such a public persona. Sorry, I've just touched the table. You have such a public persona. And I think that everybody looks to you to be this turned-on public persona the whole time. So instead of looking at Estee and going, oh, let's go and look, look after Estee. She's in the corner. And let's talk to her and look after her. Everybody goes, entertain me, Estee. <laughs> be that person who's on stories, who's really fun and buzzy and interesting gives me loads of advice and that's exhausting Mm,
2: yeah the i the funniest thing is i feel more confident and comfortable um when i'm talking to a camera than actually in real life like i'm a very low-key person i think sometimes people think maybe i'm standoffish but it's i'm just i'm just very chilled out like, I really am. Mm. I sometimes just don't feel the need to say anything. But, I mean, hey, catch me on, like, a Friday night when I'm out with the girls, and that's a whole other ball game.
1: But that's the thing. It's about knowing your comfort zone, isn't it? Right. It's about knowing the places in which yeah. you can be like that. So do you surround yourself with a safety net of very trusted people?
2: I don't know if I have – I mean, I have a few friends. I have probably, like f- – this is so sad I have like four friends (laughs) oh god me too yeah
1: no but there was a report that came out I think either this week or I've just seen it regurgitated this week about four for overall physical health have four to five friends that are like friends that you rely on like the three three o'clock in the morning friends that you can call yeah
2: that's the only kind of friend I really like to have. Like, those are, you know, I don't feel like I need more than four or five of those.
0: When when you look at your generation, and I remember when I was younger, when I looked at my friends who got married and had like, oh, it's so hard only inviting 250 people. <laughs> I was like, I barely like 2.5 people, let alone 250 <laughs> people. Honestly, hand on heart, I could fit everybody I love in the world into this meeting room. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And the rest, I'm just like... I give to a lot of people and I genuinely like people and I like being around people. But the people I truly love, it's a handful of people. Agreed. But I do like a lot of people. Yeah, I don't dislike yeah, people. I, I, know what I don't you're think saying. we could do what we do for a living and not dis- and dislike people. Yeah, but exactly. Genuinely, I don't understand people that. And it's why I never have birthday parties. Oh, do you not have a birthday party? I do not have birthday parties. I no, hate my birthday idea of parties. hell yeah. would be turning up and just thinking, everybody's turning up just for me they've got to come out of town or they've got to come into town it's a really big pressure and yet look at me I will stand up in front of thousands of people talk I'll do live tv I'm completely comfortable I just don't necessarily want to be in that sort of my idea of hell is surprise and everybody jumps out I just oh Oh my gosh I would (laughs) (laughs) love that's my idea of heaven I'm is
2: it I'm such a leo like I it's my dream it's have somebody love me enough to throw me a surprise birthday party you do realize you're putting that out into the ether i I want
0: it so much i've never had it emma's got a lot of downloads trust me (laughs) you're gonna have people popping out from behind sofas for decades now whereas it's my idea of absolute hell it's my idea of hell and it happened once on my 50th birthday a friend of mine uh, organize one and even then they had to give me the heads up because I was determined not to come out because for my 50th birthday you're a dog person I'm a cat person I got two bro- little baby tabby kittens and so I basically said I'm going to take a month off for paternity leave not work <laughs> but as in not leaving them alone because it's just not fair to leave young animals alone and my friends all said, no you have to come out this particular night at this particular day and I went I'm not doing it I'm not doing it and then somebody had to, go to me just fucking do it back and it's a surprise party and act surprise so like, okay fine and then i turned up so everybody went oh, i don't like all these people in the room sorry if they're listening now i want to go back to the cats <gasps> oh <my God. laughs> i'm never happier i'm like you you're never happy in your apartment with reggie like just chilling out
2: and i am the same with my. Oh, never, happier. Yeah, never happier yes yeah sorry. that's my favorite yeah, part of my existence
0: I send pictures to Emma of me on the sofa, just doing nothing, like watching reruns of rubbish TV with my cats. I'm in heaven. Same, I love that.
1: She knows I want cats. Yeah, why don't you have cats? Because I rent. Oh, you can't get a
2: cat when you rent. They're they're not really messy animals. I guess they scratch. They have to
0: kind of be let out in the UK.
2: Oh, like out in the wild, in the outdoors. I
0: never understand that. No, it's an American Canadian thing because you don't let your animals out, whereas we do. How do they come back? Cat flaps, windows. And they know to come back? Oh, wait till I show you my phone. Tell you what they bring you back. Mice. Oh, my cat dropped a live mouse on my chest at three o'clock in the morning once.
1: <laughs> and and I still love it.
0: This is him. why I'm a dog person.
1: <laughs> right, so in, in your infinite, we're all, um, uh, we've got our shit together vibe, I asked the Facebook group if they had any questions they would like to
0: ask. God, she's so professional, Esther. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> really not. We had a conversation, we met each other downstairs and we were like, "Hey, Oxford Street. Oh, walking on Oxford Street today is, it's like some kind of mental and emotional yeah. challenge. It's a you just want to thing. elbow
0: everybody out of yeah. the way, don't there's you?
1: There's a lot of people and there's a lot, I, I can't even get into it because i I'll triggered, triggered, hashtag triggered. Anyway, so um, I, what... You were about to say something? No. Oh, um, I asked the Facebook group, "Do you have any questions?" I've got two excellent guests, firm favourites of the show, uh, coming on, and they will answer any life quandaries you're having. So the first one is this one, and I want your insight on this. The person I work with directly is a nightmare. <laughs> All my other colleagues are great, and I love the company I work for. This person, however, is condescending, rude, and forever insinuates that I don't know what I'm doing, despite having five years' experience at it. Do you have any tips on dealing with superiors that honestly just suck? Have
0: you ever worked in an office? I've never worked in a real office. You've never? Had, have you ever had a proper job? Yes, I've worked That's
2: since so the rude. D- no, no. <laughs> I don't have a proper job
0: either. Let's it's, be honest. I don't feel I have a proper job. It's
2: a job. misconception. I've worked since I was 14 and legal to work. Yeah, me too. I was, I was, I've worked, I've had all the retail experience mm-hmm. under the sun, and I can relate to that. I, That's why you're a decent human being. Thanks, girl. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, there was a point where I was working three different retail jobs at the yeah. same time because I was so broke, and it was exhausting, and it's so hard to deal with like mean customers and a mean boss. I remember particularly working at this furniture store in Notting Hill, and they were so mean, so mean. I hated it. I hated it so much. I used to come home from work crying, but I mean I don't really have any advice because all I did was cry.
0: I'm really non-confrontational. The last time I cried in public was my an editor made me cry. it said oh. really horrible things to me. Um, I'm you see, I back out, I'm non-confrontational. I hear nowadays you go to HR and they make things happen and you have to make formal complaints about bullying in the workplace and all that sort of stuff and they have to retrain people. But I was made redundant when I was, God, 31, and I've worked on my own ever since because I'm so bad at confrontation, Mm. so bad at working in a team. I'm just not that person. There is a reason. You kind of need a certain personality to be really successful and work on your own. And that's why I think the deep down inside, you and I are really similar, I say, because I kind of like my own company and I'm not really good in an office situation. And I was never good having assistants or working with a boss. I'm one of those people that just went, just leave me alone and I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm that person. So, and you, I mean, I'm now looking... Uh, across to Emma. Emma's been in a situation where you've been in really stressful work situations because they can be really difficult in the media. How did you deal with it?
1: Uh, uh, kept it all inside and then broke down a few yeah. days after. Yeah. So
0: sorry a listeners theme, a theme. Yeah. Don't take any notice of us. We don't know. I hear the proper way to do it is to go to HR and make formal complaints.
2: Can you just speak directly to the person?
1: Is that out of the question? Well, this is something I want to ask you. Can you ever redraw the boundaries of a relationship? I think so.
2: Oh. Okay, how? <laughs> well, I mean, okay, look, let's let's take a, a romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. I used to be the kind of person, don't want to talk about anything, let's just sweep it under the rug and move on. My mom taught me that trick.
0: Mm. Oh, my mom too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm really trying to not be passive aggressive and just say, you know, I was really thinking about it and... When this situation happened, it made me feel this way. I'm trying to use the phrase, it made me feel. Mm. I don't like it, but I'm trying to do it.
0: As
1: opposed to you made me feel.
0: Yeah. No, as as opposed to just just, sulking and getting angry and arguing about something completely unrelated.
2: I feel this way because of this situation. Mm. And just telling someone how you feel. Why is that so... Hard and nip it in the bud
0: really young. Nip it in the bud, yeah. and you're absolutely right. We should be able to say, "Oh, I don't." That wasn't very comfortable. I didn't like it when you said that, and that yeah. made me feel this. But we don't. Uh, well, I'd I, like to say it's a British thing, but it's obviously not. It's a British Canadian thing because we just bottle it all up and then and then we go to our we go home at night and just go. Woman,
1: that made me feel really bad. Thing? I'll tell you my experience.
0: It's, Maybe it's a woman thing.
1: My experience is that if I ever did say to somebody, um, "You made me feel like garbage when that happened," or you said that or I really don't like the way you speak to me whatever I feel like I show weakness and then I don't feel like it ever recalibrates and you then get on an equal footing I feel like they then think I've got something over this bitch
2: I feel you but we spoke about therapy in the last session Mm. and I've had a therapy session since Mm -hmm. and actually it doesn't show weakness
0: it shows strength I think it shows emotional maturity yeah i I just think most of us are hardwired by a previous generation to bottle up our feelings and just carry on and then bitch behind their back
1: but also i think in well maybe it's just i've been unlucky but in my experiences if i've ever said um you make me feel like shit or i think we need to have a conversation about uh, our our boundaries and our friendship i then i would say 90 percent of the time you get gaslit. Mm. it's like you're just imagining
0: it or you're being Mm. oversensitive
1: right that and that's definitely
0: you are very sensitive though true yeah
1: so are you gaslighting me no here? i'm not gaslighting <laughs> you i'm
0: ju- justifying your feelings i think you are very sensitive and i think it comes from a background of being you know you were always saying how do you describe yourself as a child you were like the little fat brown girl that was mm. bullied at school not the huge whenever i always say that to people they think like, everybody literally goes i can't imagine this she's so beautiful i went no she's put a picture on her instagram i have to go back and find that picture of you at your instagram where you're like the girl out of uh um you're not not missing your words Nadine. mean girls no no, who's the girl (laughs) out of mean girls that they make over you literally look like that don't you that picture of you that you put on your instagram you don't
1: mean mean girls i don't think but i know what you i know where you're coming from yeah, I do mean me I You, you mean Lindsay so Lohan in that book yeah. you know the one I mean. I know I mean the the one. The, I know the one. But then also, I got very spiky very early on because I was so sensitive. So I was like, "This really hurts." So I got really. So I would definitely.
0: I think it's about being misread. I think you're very sensitive, so you think you're misread as spiky, mm. and I think you're quite shy, so you're misread as being quite aloof. Mm. And I'm very loud and quite confident, so I think I'm misread as being quite unfeeling. Where actually I'm not. I'm a massive softie I just you... don't let many people in
1: you are you are a massive softie and you also have a, a real maternal streak about you Like you care and you come from a place of niceness which is
0: when i got to know you better it wasn't that it was a surprise because yeah, that sounds no, like I'm, I'm, not, I'm totally <laughs> saying i'm i totally get why people misread me hmm. i mean that's also being loud and six foot and but
1: I I also think that's really that can be really complicated when you're trying to figure yourself out and everything that people are reflecting back at you is the opposite of what you feel inside because that's where I that's how I feel sometimes and the same for yesterday as well
0: yeah people expect her to tap dance and be entertaining the whole time I don't think anyone wants to see
1: me tap dance I know I've seen you twerk You have not. With Claudia. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) Drunk on holiday. Oh, my God. (laughs) However, the secret of this don't have a friend that can always twerk much better than you. You know what? Everybody is. Seriously, she could be a video vixen. uh,
2: She's stunning. My mom was like, she's the last person I'd want to go on holiday with. She's gorgeous. You're going to look like a marshmallow next
0: to her. She's no more gorgeous than you, but my God, can she twerk?
2: And that's nothing. (laughs) What I post is nothing. Like, actually seeing her dance, it's an inspiration. it's (laughs) it's well, <laughs> it she can
0: professionally itself. talk and she just she do that has
2: been a dancer for a while yeah, but i think she just tell. been to like a lot of clubs and stuff like she can that she can I'm grind obsessed. up on it yeah and i've seen it with like no trousers on and like the butt and like she the way she moves it and it's like it's mesmerizing and hypnotizing <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the opening line to a rap song <laughs> it's mesmerizing it's <laughs> hypnotizing <laughs>
2: But to answer the question, back to the question, in the workplace is a bit different. But I don't think there's anything wrong to telling someone that the way they're speaking to you is inappropriate.
0: No, and I also think that a lot of people who bully, and I don't mean that overused term of bullying, but Mm. who bully in the workforce, they get away with it because nobody ever stands up to them. Mm. Agreed, yeah. Which is why if you don't have the confidence to say it, do go to HR, Because the chances are, if you complain about somebody, somebody else would have complained about them. Mm. You know, we all know that personality that just is that sort of passive-aggressive or that background bully or that full-on bullying. And the chances are, if you confide in somebody else, that's another thing as well. If you confide in somebody who you're really close with at work, all you really need is a justification of somebody going, yeah, I noticed they did that to you. That's not very nice. Mm. And even if you don't correct the situation, just to have some empathy from somebody so that you know you're not imagining it is better. That's a good point.
1: I had a really tricky situation a few years ago where a friend of mine was really being savagely bullied in the office and I really liked her. But she... Some of the people in the office were just being really mean about her. And she could... She's not stupid. She could sense. And it was all going on an email and it was all very quiet whispers. And And... We, we would go out for lunch and she'd say I feel like I'm going mad that the office just feels like this this isn't this, this and it was going on for ages and it was getting it was like reaching this point of whatever and then we went out to lunch one day and I said okay I just have to tell you you're not imagining it they they are being dicks and uh, if, if, if you can feel I'm like I was just really honest with her and then can you guess who got the shit <laughs> yeah because I was a telltale I just pointed at Emma yeah, for, how did they saying? find out because she then escalated. Oh, and, and said, then she did say, and Emma told me. I think she actually protected me, but um, it was We're fairly obvious. We're currently in an
0: episode of Real Housewives, aren't we? <laughs> real Housewives of Oxford Street. Yeah, Yeah, only.
1: <laughs> um, yeah so my advice is don't, don't bitch about it. Either go to HR. If you can't have that conversation directly, then um, sometimes you just have to outwit them, outsmart them but then that's exhausting
0: that's hard mm. also in a couple of years you'll move on don't worry i don't have new job mm. also i have to say we were saying before we put the mics on live that one of the things that will give you confidence as you go o- get older is overcoming things like that mm. and you'll learn the next time you'll, you'll be able to walk into a room and spot the bullies at 20 paces you know and it's only by overcoming the shit that life throws at you, whether it's being bullied in a workplace, or being made redundant, or having to go for an interview and not getting the job interview, or you know, death of a loved one, or close illness of a family member. It's only by going in the situations where you know the situations where you you're walking into a really horrible situation. It could be public speaking, it could be whole list things, and every fibre in your body is saying. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Walk away, walk away, walk away, walk away. And you just keep going because something in you drives deep. It could be the love of a family member or the need to pay your bills or because your boss is watching and you dig deep and you just come and your heart beats out of your chest and you, and then you overcome it and you come out the other side that's what gives you confidence in yourself. Mm. I'm not one who believes in, like, kind of, you know, that whole read an affirmation and stuff. The only way you truly become confident and good at something is by overcoming all the shit that life throws at you. And it's why young people shouldn't be that confident. Because, one, they've got all the collagen and all the looks and all the gorgeousness, so that's not fair. But also, (laughs) why would you wish any of those things on a young person? There is a reason that you become more confident as you get older, and that's because you learn to overcome. Mm.
2: The only way around something is through something. Yeah. I thought you were going to say under
1: it. (laughs) (laughs) Or
0: over it. (laughs) But if you look at what you've done in your life, I mean, you know, uprooting, moving to a new country, moving flats, doing your own flat on your own, paying your own bills, setting up your own platform, all of us have have been as successful as we are because we have not shied away from the big push. Mm -hmm. And even if somebody said on one of the feeds the other day, I think it might have been under one of yours, one of your Instagram feeds, somebody said to me, I'm in a situation and I don't know what to do and they tagged you in something. And I said, honestly, hand on heart, The best thing you need to do every single morning is wake up. Make a physical list of things you have to do that day. Mm. Long-term goes, short-term goes. I said in the first one, the minute you finish it, you scrub it off and then you just keep going. Because the only thing that's going to get you to feel better about yourself, build your confidence, and to get over the panic of having a whole list of things to do is to sit down and do them bit by bit by bit by bit. It's like building a brick wall. You've literally got to start with the first brick and then you've just got to keep building and building Mm. and building
1: and acknowledge the sense of accomplishment or acknowledge the
0: accomplishment well which is your i'm going to tell you off now which you're so bad at emma guns the times i say to you the most common thing i say to you is if you were to go back a year ago and look at where you are now you'd be so proud of yourself sit back appreciate what you've achieved and then move forward um, and it's the same with you I mean look what you've I mean you've moved house on your own in the last year I looked at your flat when you moved in and just thought god that flat is so gorgeous oh and I'm just gonna rip it all out and make it <laughs> even more gorgeous you're living with builders you're working from home that's a massive oh, achievement I'm so glad
2: you've acknowledged that because it has
0: been so stressful <laughs> I hate builders with a vengeance I don't like I don't like having anybody in my house if we were supposed to record this in my house but I live the opposite end of London to Estee and I was like and she was like oh don't make me come all the way over there and I don't blame you. Another day. No what but another? I was literally thinking I think I'm gonna have to get the decorators before Estee comes in because she's complete <laughs> bloody apartment gold, stroke no, house gold, no, 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 no. And I was living in some shared crappy little flat in the hovel of nowhere when I was your age. It's a huge achievement.
2: I mean yeah I sometimes look back at the whole thing and I'm like not not doing too bad for myself although my mom is always kind of like save all your money and she's very like you know
0: that's that generation yeah right
2: she's she's like I'm like mom don't worry I'm doing all right <laughs> it's all gonna be okay <laughs> um but yeah I, I mean
0: but I, I love the way you ripped out a completely nice kitchen and bathroom it and wasn't kitchen floors completely nice
2: it was less it, it, trust, <laughs> trust me when I say if you saw it up close it it was very worse for wear Seriously. It was about like
0: twenty five years old. It was really grim. Anyway, I love Estee Renovates. Thank you. <laughs> I, that's <laughs> my porn. Done. you know that, don't you? We if were saying it. Done, yeah. Yeah. done the other by day. the end of July. <sighs> oh God. You're just gonna have to go away for a month. I've been away and back and
2: away and back. It's just as somebody who loves to be at home alone. I know. Heartbreaking. Having someone in your flat from 8 until 5 or 6 every day, Monday to Saturday, is very intense. That's
0: my triggering. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I, 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 if you were ever to come to my house, and you are more than welcome, I've got a really tiny little three-bedroom terraced house in the outskirts of London, and I don't even have a spare bedroom. I have an office, and then I turned the other one into a walk-in wardrobe because I don't like having people to stay.
2: Well, if you, <laughs> you just invited me over. Where am I supposed to
0: sleep? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I didn't invite you over for that long. <laughs> there's a, there's a soha house at the bottom of my road.
1: <laughs> that's where you'll end up. That's where yeah. you can stay. That's, where, that's what normally happens. Or we go for faux.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. And then
1: I pack
0: you off in a noob, don't I?
1: <laughs> Literally. Or I drive over. Lovely. <laughs>
0: I'll
1: drive over soon with a bread bin. I feel so, like we
0: need another question. No, we do. All oh, oh, right. Jeez. <laughs> no, because I've just been very rude and dis, just disinvited you both. <laughs> I think we...
1: Come around minus day stay You can stay, I've got a spare room. Um, right, so I think for this question about colleagues, often the thing as well, somebody um, who insinuates that you don't know what you're doing despite having five years' experience, I would um, put money on the fact that that person is probably threatened by you. So um, I was listening to Lee Pycroft, and she was talking about when you have somebody who has a bit of a sting in their tail, and they trigger you or they make you feel bad, recalibrate in your brain how you think about them so don't think about them as somebody who's hurting you and somebody who's like got spikes in you think about them as somebody who's hurting and that will if you think about them as somebody who's potentially hurting and feeling threatened that will change how you treat them the dean's looking as if to say nope yeah whatever
0: anyway try, well, work, try working with somebody or living with somebody like that no yeah you've got to take Pratt. you can't i don't think you can rethink somebody's personality if somebody's a dick they're a dick it's time to time to de-dick your life, you know. You've got to, <laughs> Dick. you've got to, and it's not often I say that. I residency. was going to say,
1: I was like, mm.
0: but but you basically just or oh, move move jobs or you know move That's departments the thing. or move yeah. jobs and then just be like, my life is great now. Yeah.
1: Um, okay, so the next question is: Have you got any advice on how to be more confident and assertive and believe in yourself and your abilities? So there's a little bit of crossover here. I always doubt my own ability and judgment, which makes me feel less
0: confident. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, I I honestly go into most situations. I, I love to listen to a good rap song
0: right before I go into something. Oh, my okay.
1: God. You are Me so too. twins.
0: You do that, too? <gasps> uh, hardcore rap or R&B?
2: Like, set yourself get yourself in the mood get yourself on the right frequency exactly i mean totally you deserve to be wherever you are so just act like it Mm. and even if you don't believe it i always i always act like it
0: fake it till you make it yeah i i I was faking everything virtually by the time i was your age yeah like just fake it till you make it yeah go for a job interview have you ever done this yes i've done it and then turn up Say, yes, I can exactly. do it and then learn to do it on the job. Yeah, completely. So when you're young, fake it till you make it. And then trust me, life will flow in, throw enough curveballs at mm-hmm. you and then you will overcome them and you'll become more confident as you get older. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it's sort of, you stick a smile on and you, you fake it and then you learn on the job. And it's only by doing things that you will master all the skills you need social skills work skills in relationship skills Mm. the whole thing as you get older
2: it's true I used to be very nervous about a lot of situations but now it's like I wake up and I'm like come at me yeah (laughs) I'm like (laughs) what rap
0: do you listen to
2: I like a lot of rap
0: do you yeah me too
2: I don't know who I listen... I just love a lot. Like, I listen to so much. I have to get my Spotify up now. We should do this later, maybe.
0: I like a, I like a little... I'm not kind of really hardcore gangster rap, but, you know, Kanye in his best days and a bit of Jay-Z and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that Beyoncé, when I left my job after 18 years, and I was working from home, but I left my job after 18 years, I just cranked up lemonade. Mm, Yeah. And I was like, all of that, you know, I don't need you anymore! I can get on in life! I'm amazing! Walking down the road with a metaphorical baseball (laughs) Baseball bat smashing things. That was me. Yeah, she was climbing cars in Chiswick. Yeah. (laughs) Yellow dress on...
1: Curly hair down. Yeah. Every now and again, i just see a new message from the Dean and it'd be a voice note, and I'd be like, I know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the chorus of something from Lemonade.
0: And then whenever we do, uh, we used to do karaoke really regularly. Yeah. I mean, Emma really Emma, Emma, Emma can, don't do karaoke with Emma. She can actually sing, which really lets the side down. She can actually sing. Meanwhile, I'm literally just twerking and screaming down the, the microphone doing rap. You, know?
1: you can sing. Not really, no. You do a bit of rap, but then you occasionally throw in the odd show tune, which that's always true, throws That's true, I do love me. a show tune. <laughs> bit of, um, uh, what was it? Not cabaret.
0: Is it Made cabaret, bit cabaret, of Chicago. That's it, Chicago, that's I am going to rouge my knees of. and roll my stockings down. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. I hate Mamma Mia. Oh, me too. Oh. <laughs> the greatest showman. Take me out and shoot me now. They'd rather gouge my eyeballs out with a rusty spoon. I'm with you. Yeah.
1: That Not was really. so, that was so out of left field, but I completely agree with you. I went. to I go swear,
0: and, <laughs> I swear. At some point, I was put into a coma for about ten months, and I conceived you and had you. I swear, <laughs> I swear. We're just too similar,
1: <laughs> Mamma Mia. I went to go and see the second one, and why, why, why? I, yeah. Because I, because I, my therapy part of my
0: therapy is going to the cinema. You, uh, Emma will go and watch anything at the cinema. Within the most reason. trash. Within no, reason. no, no Mamma Mia. Greatest Showman.
1: I didn't go and see The Greatest the Showman. I will not apologise for going to go and see The Meg in IMAX with Lindsay Kelk. No. That was amazing. A shark in 3D.
0: No. Mm-mm. Get out, get out. What was the last movie you saw that you really liked?
2: <laughs> the last movie that I saw that I really liked. It's been a minute. Honestly, I just watched so much Netflix. I don't go to the cinema
0: oh, I that I love much. Netflix. What's the last thing you watched well, on Netflix? Well, I'm currently you know?
2: re-watching The UK Office. <gasps> Uh, funny now speaking of office things,
1: I've just been watching the US one again.
0: It's so funny. I love Ricky Gervais mm-hmm. so much. I love Ricky Gervais and uh. Jane Fallon and I tweet quite regularly. Oh, girl! I know, I know. I really like Jane Fallon as well. She's, She's obsessed with animals, which I really love as well. He's got also Ricky I, Gervais has the best laugh. He so just also funny. I just I think we live in a really 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 politically correct world, mm. and I just love the fact that he doesn't care what mm. he says. And so you're laughing and thinking, I know I shouldn't be laughing, but this is so funny. The thing he does about the peanut allergy and oh, getting on a funny. flight that was funny. <laughs> and not being able to open peanuts. So Emma, he says, do you have ne-. a
1: peanut allergy?
0: No. no you're
1: giving this look no like... <laughs> but I did get on a flight where was I when did I fa- oh Edinburgh when yeah. I came back from Edinburgh the said, other day and they said excuse me ladies
0: and gentlemen somebody on the flight has a peanut allergy therefore we will not be serving peanuts or any food with peanuts on this and flight and if you are carrying any peanuts please refrain from eating yeah. them on the flight and Ricky Cervé says at some point he says he basically just wants to not go on a flight with peanuts <laughs> but basically get at the bottom the dust out of a peanut bag no. pat it down all over his suit every time he flies just for his laughs, laughs. I love him, you see. I know. <laughs> but imagine actually living
2: with a peanut allergy. Oh, no. No, that oh. would
0: suck. Do you know it's related to how much you are exposed to when you're supposedly in the womb? So, yeah. Because so, obviously it all passes through. So if Epigenetic. The, mo- the more mothers eat peanuts and get out and about and have a better microbiome, yeah, the more resilient their children are. We live in an overly clean world. <laughs>
1: Oh, listening to thing Living, that with, living
0: with Reggie and my cats, and them dropping live mice, mice on your chest is good for your microbiome. Oh,
1: that's so gross! I saw a thing the other day. I wear an apple. I watch. don't have to
0: pick up my animals' poo in yes, a bag. You do, with no, a I don't. Scooper. No, they, yeah, no, cats. I don't. Do. They bury them. <laughs> Ew. so you have to pick up poo and i, I have do to pick, pick, up, up, I have to pick up dead mice
1: I, w- I read something the other day i wear an apple watch which nadine doesn't approve of at all because she says they're ugly and they are they are hideous they're revolting <laughs>
0: see she literally is really <laughs> <me. laughs> no, they,
2: they are i mean i i want to get one because i just told em i want to do so many steps in a day but i just won't wear one
0: no you can just get a pedometer and cl- click click on your underwear that's much better underwear
2: Imagine when I <laughs> down at the end of the
1: night. Oh, that's just my step. Oh, I thought the the quest the underwear. What underwear? I I thought I've granny. I I had to run out to go and get coffee this morning because I was out with Caroline Barnes last night and had one too many proseccos. And I went to the cook. I went to get coffee this morning. I just put my jeans on and I went commando for the first time in years. I was going to say now. No, not now.
0: Don't be ridiculous. But I was going to say the best thing about doing that when you put on yesterday's jeans are is when you're in the coffee line and you look down and yesterday's knickers are so just coming out the bottom of your ankle <laughs> it's
1: happened to the we've best of we've all been there come on <laughs> you've like what's that on the back of my yeah. knee and you realise bunched up pants a pair of in a leopard trouser.
0: print hanky pankies hanging out the bottom of my trainers oh yep. speaking
1: of which I need some advice on what, what, a, good, what a good underwear because I need some new stuff you know I, I got, love hanky pankies I love thongs. hanky pankies
0: yeah and yeah, no, I don't wear the thongs, uh, I, wear wear thongs. The, I wear the boy short
1: okay no I love a thong
0: yeah
1: oh, no I like full coverage I
0: used to wear a thong when I was your age that's my, advice. That's my advice to young people. And I think I might have mentioned you actually in a video, and I would think I said something like, you have no idea how completely gorgeously juicy young flesh is until you get older and it all goes south. You've I'd be like rocking around in pasties if I were you in a thong. Sometimes down the way Oxford you talk Street. about young people and their skin, it, it
1: borders on cannibalistic. Yes, oh, it is. No,
0: absolutely. It's that, ooh.
1: You do feel like you <gasps> just want to bite, bite it, it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. When you met
1: Georgie's son, I'll never forget when you met. No, Charlie. Victoria
0: Chalmers' his son. No, no. When oh, we had, that?
1: when we met, um, met up with Georgie when she had uh, not long after she had Charlie. The first thing Nadine said was, "No collagen degradation, <laughs> degradation, degradation there, there.
0: Look at that collagen. Oh, she's gonna bite his cheek. Yeah. Are cord. you a
2: biter, like in general?
0: Oh, I like being bitten. I like being bitten, and I, I like biting. Being Do you? Yeah. Yeah. You have got great tea. I, I no. I it's like the biting. Yeah. No. I like. I like. Yeah. Bite me. I, like, I bite my neck. Oh, oh, I mean,
2: I literally have a hickey right now.
0: Do? you? Oh, you do. Crikey, yeah. Oh, I want a hickey. I'm so jealous.
2: <laughs> they're the best. I know they are oh, so good. No, they're not the
0: gross. They're so good, and I feel like they've really gone out of fashion. But
2: they have. I'm bringing it back. Yeah,
0: bring weekly. back the hickey. Me too. <laughs> I <I'm laughs> my bringing. erogenous zone starts here and finishes here. And then you can get straight on. Well, for the purposes of the audio,
1: um, <laughs> Nadine is when starts here, meaning her neck, and ends just under her
0: boobs. Yeah, correct. Oh heaven! Yeah, yeah. bite me. <laughs>
1: I literally
2: would, like count down the minutes until the next time I can be bitten. bitten.
1: I need to stop watching Netflix and sitting at home by myself. (laughs)
0: No, but we've just said that we do that most of the time. But then on the one night, are we Friday night? We're twerking and being bitten.
2: Exactly. I call it a dick appointment. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I know you say your dad listens to this, but. Do you
1: know what I am thinking? Oh, gosh, Kit's gonna be.
0: Kit's gonna be. That's what I
1: call it. Once a week once i mean um right we're moving on to another question for this (laughs) we definitely
0: need to get emma fixed up yeah yeah we'll we'll somebody that gorgeous cannot be not bitten we'll talk about this offline sorry kit
1: (laughs) sorry (laughs) kit and and we will bring it on we will bring it to a show when there's something to report or talk about anyway uh, another question how on earth do you work out what your purpose is this shouldn't be defined by your job or role, e.g. parent. So what on earth is it? Hold tight. She's literally leaning into the mic, desperate my to say My purpose is to
0: pay my bills.
1: <laughs> Several eminent people advise that you need to align yourself, work goals to your purpose. But how do you know what it is? I'm a working mum with a good job, yet I feel like a square peg in a round hole. And actually quite a few people have said, exactly this, exactly this. Um, this, is exa- this is the situation I'm in. Um, me too. So... Do you think we're just do you think the idea of having a purpose is a load of hickey, if that's the word? I think
0: 99% of people do not find their purpose through their work. They have jobs. Mm. And if you can find your purpose through your work, you're incredibly lucky. Mm. But you can't set yourself your goal of having your dream job.
2: I also think sometimes when people say that their job is it's their true passion and purpose, it's a lie. They're just lying. Mm. It's a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. I really think it is. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm on the journey of finding my purpose too, but I've come to realize that I just don't have one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your purpose in life is to be bitten and have fun.
2: Yeah, uh, I want to have fun. Yeah. And honestly, my purpose is to take more time to do things that I enjoy. Mm.
0: My purpose is to, yeah, be as to happy enjoy as the I can ride. Be. Yeah. yeah, enjoy the ride, have fun. I, and I agree. I think, I think the problem is is that... Everybody seems to think in a world of X Factor and social media that, that they can find this thing. What's that stupid meme? So if you're lucky enough to wake up every morning and not... Oh, if you do what you yeah, love, you'll yeah. never, work, you'll, a you'll never work a day in your life. You'll never work a day in your life. That's complete and bollocks. I hate that phrase I hate too. that phrase. I hate memes full stop. Oh, what? Now unless, that's where we differ. Okay, unless it's old bitches of Instagram who do the funniest memes ever, which Rinna got me into. Um, so I think the vast majority of people just work. And they don't love their work, and you just have to accept that fact. So you have to find your purpose elsewhere. Your purpose can be your friends, it can be your pets, it can be your house, it can be whatever. It can. But but I think the important thing is you've got to enjoy the ride. You've got this is we are. I believe in science. We it's an absolute and complete chemical scientific miracle that we are here at this moment in time, and we're incredibly privileged. You just got to sit back and kind of go, "Whoa, this is amazing!" Mm. Every so often, because we are so lucky and you know it's like that the one meme i do always think is quite interesting is like if you have clean water and you have a phone and you have a computer and you're like top five percent, yeah you've got a house and you've got friends Mm. and you've got health and you're in one of the top one percent in the world and i just think my purpose in life because i've never wanted to get married i've never wanted to have children i love my job but it is still a job Mm. you know um my purpose in life is to make other people smile and to have fun. Mm.
2: I think sometimes... I'd be grateful. Yeah, it, it can be anxiety-inducing to be chasing a purpose all the time.
0: Mm.
2: I've, I've felt so stressed about that. Like, what is my purpose? What should I really be doing in my life? <laughs> Just sit back and relax a little. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm saying this to myself. You don't need to be hunting something like that down. If it's going to come to you, it's going to come to you. Mm. Just try to be as open as possible. Do as many things that you can that makes you happy, and Bob's your uncle.
0: And I also think that there was so much less pressure on my generation than there is on your generation. Mm. It's like I see people now the whole time, they're just going, oh, like, so I'm doing my A-levels and I'm going to go to university and then I know exactly what I'm going to do. And I went, really? I had no idea what I wanted to do. I left university and I was like, what am I going to do now? (laughs) I was like, oh, well, I don't really want to wear a uniform and I don't really want to work nine to five, so let's tick off all those jobs. And I kind of didn't really find, I sort of stumbled on what I ended up doing. And then I just said yes to everything because it was fun, mm. and it's been great. Could I be a jazz singer yeah, if I had the talent? Yeah, would, oh, I, be be would I be an Oscar? Would, would I be an Oscar? Would I be an Oscar-winning actress if I could? Yeah, there are still better jobs than what I do. Obviously, but I have, don't have zero talents in those ways, but I just think I kind of if i was to think right, what somebody's going to stand up at my eulogy at my funeral and hopefully it'd be absolutely rampant because i won't be there and it'll be the best surprise party because i'll be dead <laughs> says the woman who says i couldn't
1: fit all the people i love in this room
0: <laughs> oh yeah hopefully well hopefully it'll be all the people going oh i kind of liked it and it'll be like at least it was a laugh at least she was a yeah. laugh it's like and i that whole you know you were saying to me about i walk down the road and i give Compliments to random strangers. Like mm-hmm. if I see a, somebody who's really attractive or yeah. a great head of hair, it doesn't matter who they are, I just stop and tell I them. I think she's
1: I literally think she's having a seizure because we're mid-conversation, and she'll go, great skirt. And I look down on I'm, like, I'm wearing jeans. Yeah. And I realize she's <laughs> just spoken to somebody completely different and just gone, oh I just your think skirt looks
0: Bread that stuff around. Yes. We all get far too much negative feedback and I people agree. need to be told. People, the other thing I've learned in life is, you know, if you love somebody, tell them you love them, tell them regularly. Like, it's really important. You know, I've learned in life that you can say goodbye to somebody on a Sunday night, not get off the sofa and say goodbye to them, and they're dead the next morning. I mean, I've lost people like that. Mm. Say, tell people you love them. Like, don't feel embarrassed about that. You need to get over your hugging thing. Like, you hug people. Like, you've just got to kind of... I do hug people. Okay, I want to clarify that. (laughs) Okay.
2: I hug people, but I've hugged a lot of people today. Okay, okay. And then I.
0: We want, are, and we are in a hugging industry, aren't yeah, we? We're, we're in a hugging, hugging industry. I, industry. I will
2: hug people, but it's not like my favorite thing to do unless I love the person. All but then when I saw her really stay
1: downstairs, because I very selfishly was like, I need a hug today. Yeah. I really hugged her. <laughs> I really hugged her. I was like, up. oh my god, And I was let like, go? this doesn't feel as good as I was hoping. I just was back. like, you're like the 110th person I've hugged today. I
0: was, <laughs> um, yeah, so I just think you've got to. And you've got to put things into perspective. And I'm very much a half glass full person. Mm. And I think I got it from my dad. And I just think there's always somebody worse off than yourself. You need to take your head out of your ass and just look around and just go, hey, we're privileged. Mm.
2: What are your thoughts on listening to the universe and your intuition? They can be the same thing. Uh, Put it this way. Go on. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I think, for instance, when I started doing yoga, it always comes back to yoga for me. (laughs) It's like, that didn't really seem like something that was me. And then something in me was like, just try it. And now I love it. It's a huge passion Mm. of mine. So I think as far as finding your purpose, listen to the little twinge of whatever inside you Mm. deeply.
0: Try loads of things. Try stuff. Be yeah. open-minded. Try yeah. loads of different things. And I'm not so sure... I don't believe in karma or any of that stuff. I you just don't believe think, in karma? No, I don't believe in karma. I think, no, because otherwise Donald Trump wouldn't be president. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Bad behavior is hugely rewarded in our world, but I don't want to be that person. I never want somebody to leave me and think, you made me feel bad. And if I feel that, I will wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and have a panic attack. I want somebody to feel leave my company and feel better about themselves and feel better about the world or and just to think oh well she was fun or she didn't take it what you're seriously. able to do
1: is you're able to do that without giving of yourself mm. do you know what i mean by that Your boundaries. so like when we first one of the reasons we got close or because we're quite similar anyway but i was definitely going through some shit and i confided in you and you supported but didn't i don't and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think I drained you. So what I think you're good at doing is seeing somebody. I think you're good at spotting somebody who needs a hug or you'll 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 spot the person in the room who's maybe struggling a bit. You'll see it. You'll, you'll, you'll see the matrix. And you might give them a, a bolster or a push or something, but not in a way that depletes you. Like you still stay fully charged
0: but we've talked about this before haven't we because we've talked about this with Caroline and Trini I, just, I come from an incredibly strong background mm. and I'm incredibly if you, if you were to look at me as a tree it's like I've got uh, I've got roots that go really down so I mm. like my parents were together until my dad died and they just they're not moaners and they're not bitches and they're sort of they just knuckle down and get on with it and that gives you an incredibly strong root so that you can give to other people mm. whereas if you don't have that and a lot of people don't have that then you're much more likely to be blown over in the emotional wind so but also i'm a tough love person like she like is. you know the times you've said to me afterwards oh i had to go away and really think about that that sort of upset me a bit but i am absolutely like just get over yourself and pull your big girl panties on and get on with it because mm. we are all most of us incredible. if you're listening to this podcast now you're privileged because you have the ability to listen mm, to a podcast mm.
1: yeah i get it and i think this week as well um listeners know that i had something of a health yeah scare. absolutely and so it puts f- it into perspective and i just thought i, I really did have a a, a lot of thinking <laughs> time and just thought am i really happy and one thing I definitely acknowledge, obviously there's a lot to it, I can't just um, put it into a nutshell, but one of the things I thought is I haven't been enjoying the ride. Mm. I've been so worried about getting somewhere and proving something. And then I had to ask the question, but who am I proving this? Well, who the F am I proving this to? I know I can move house all by myself and not tell anyone, look at how much I can take on. Oh, and I can publish 30 podcasts a month and not have internet. Look at how much I can do. And honestly,
0: who, to impress who? And I said the same, it's the same as saying to Este, you know, to the outside world, because I've been there Mm. and I've been that age. And I think that obviously gives you so much, it should give you empathy as you get older. I look at what Este's achieved in the last year and you've achieved in the last year. And I just say, for God's sake, you've achieved so much. If you were to literally set the clock back, I think the best thing about Facebook or Instagram is going into memories. And then you go Mm. back a year or two years and you think, how far have you come? You've achieved so much. And I think we need to take the credit for and the pleasure in the small achievements. Yeah. And then the, the long-term goals will come. Don't continually focus on the long-term goal because you'll just miss all the other stuff. That's it. That's it. It's like the, mm. yeah, like I said, just didn't feel like I was enjoying the ride. So now I'm determined to. <laughs> also, can I just say, she needs to get ridden more often. <laughs> oh, I I'm stand
2: looking by that.
0: I'm looking at you, Esther. Yeah,
2: and, and I'm, I'm with that yes I agree with that big time yes I was in Joe and the Juice this morning and he was like I ordered my juice and he was like what size do you want and I was like the big one and he was like the big one she wants the big one and I was like I do want
0: hell yeah oh my gosh
2: (laughs) <laughs> the Jews is such a weird place.
0: It, there's one at the bottom of my road. I'm, again, I'm going to sound like your mum here. I'm always horrified by how much everything costs. It's, it's like so, expensive. so expensive. I like the carrot and ginger one because I'm not, I'm not remotely healthy, anything green. And I'm like, uh, and I can't, and I literally morphed into my mum. They served me the small one and they were like, that's five 65. And I went, <laughs> excuse me. And Estée's mum and my mum because it's so much money for our generation it's so much money
1: right <sighs> dealing with another thing here uh dealing with not being where you want to be at a particular point in your life I've always been a planner and always thought I'd be married with children by now but it hasn't happened yet and um uh it's the comparison trap, comparing myself to friends and colleagues
2: I mean I'm definitely someone who thought their life was going one way and it went a whole other direction so I feel that, mm. but it, and it's really hard to rejig yourself into thinking, you know, what your life's going to look like. But you don't know what your life's going to look like. Mm. And I've actually found comfort in realizing that I don't have any control.
0: Mm.
2: You can't plan if you're going to get married or when you're going to get married or if you're going to have kids and it's going to go this way, this way, this way. I can't even. Set expectations on my Saturday, <laughs> let alone my life. I don't know where the day's gonna go.
0: And I've got some advice for you men will come and go, but children, you need to plan. And then okay. none, none of that is dependent on a man. Uh, because there's nothing sadder than reaching my age, uh, not me. I never wanted children, um, which actually takes the pressure off your life completely Mm. because you don't have to get married at all. Um, So I don't understand that pressure, but I have really good friends who never had children Mm. and waited for the right man to come along or was in a relationship with a man that didn't want children. And as anybody will tell you when you have children, you don't know the meaning of the word love until you have children. So men will come and go. The chances are two-thirds of you will be divorced by the time you're my age, and men will dick around. They'll have affairs. But your children, you will never regret the energy and effort you put into a child so have child without have children without men or pick up a man in the street who fits the criteria and have children with him because that's far more important in the long term it really is much more important and there is nothing sadder than a woman that gets to my age that wanted children and couldn't have them
1: i'm, I'm still i'm still stuck on the bit where you told the listeners of this
0: show that their marriage might fail <laughs> well if they don't know she didn't that say Mike, she said probably will <laughs> no they 50 percent of marriages end up in divorce and most people who are married are kind of not that happy in their relationships
1: i i don't know because i'm not in a marriage
0: so i, I wouldn't want to say. Very few people are blissfully happily in a relationship, whereas you'll very rarely ever find a woman say, I regret having children. You um. honestly sound like my mom. This is how she <laughs> talks to me all the time. <laughs> so you're really young. You haven't got to worry about it. But in 10 years' time, if I'm you're still waiting young. for a guy to come along, I'm you're 28. Here. here. I'm pushing 30 here. You're 28. You're Get 29 out. imminently sometime in August or end of July. <laughs> and I'm telling you, if you're 38... And Mr. Wright hasn't come along and you really want children, forget Mr. Wright and have Mr Baby Wright or Miss Baby Wright. Because that's much more important.
1: Um any advice on staying motivated and keeping your sense of self worth when starting your own business? Also advice
0: on how to switch off. Oh god, we never switch off, do we?
1: I
2: try. I do not work on the weekends. Oh. I'm sorry. There are men in their underwear on that roof over Where? there, girls.
1: Where? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they really get blue speedo. Yeah, they're buff I can't. as well. It, <laughs> oh my! Oh, they're like fake tanning up. <laughs> oh, no, they're oiling up. They're sunbathing. He took his shirt off and he took his shorts off, and I've been watching the whole thing. <laughs> I did think Estee zoned out, but now I realize.
0: Unless they're about to do a photo shoot and you're looking at Okay, now I'm going to though. say you something. My gay is really good because I can tell you I'm not his type from all the way over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: Um, so, yeah, staying motivated and keeping right. your sense of self worth oh, when starting. St- how
0: do you stay motivated?
2: feel like i have always had a sense of self-motivation mm. i mean my mom was like a single mom worked really hard i've always ha- kind of had that i've always watched her work and i've just you know i i just i like doing things that make me feel proud of myself you know so i think i mean don't get me wrong yesterday i took a nap at two thirty in the afternoon
0: oh we this, love an nana nap oh, don't this really
2: happens naps, very yeah. regularly yeah um but
0: yeah to-do lists it's huge, it's huge. okay so and a to-do list that's not on your phone there's something yes, about yeah, a yeah. physical written to-do list mm-hmm. and I also think you can cheat and you can put something at the top that you've already achieved and then just scrub it off straight away even if it's just shower I <laughs> know making, clean the cats the bed up is a really make good the one. bed that sort of thing um so I think a physical to-do list is really what there's something there's something about like literally scribbling out a to-do list. But I think some people have a fundamental work ethic and some people don't. And I have a really strong work ethic, which I got from both my parents who worked in factories their whole life.
1: Mm-hmm. So do you, but do you wait the things that you're doing? Eyes to me. Are you, do you,
0: just <laughs> yes. Stop looking at the band in his speedo. <laughs>
1: what I mean is um, to stay motivated... I think what I am guilty of is doing a to-do list and then going, oh, but that's just the functional stuff that I have to do. So I do it and then I just disregard it. And then I'm like, so now I'm going to add another, add another content stream to my weekly output. And add a really big thing and then that that's where i get my sense of achievement whereas i think i need to be like you sorted your utilities you did this you yeah growing,
0: up. being a grown-up is a massive achievement like paying your bills <laughs> mm-hmm. like do you ever yes. do that thing where you have half a day of just doing your like vat and your tax return yeah, and your bills? you come out now. and you're all like i'm bearing in mind i'm twice s day's age i'm like fuck me i'm a grown-up oh my <laughs> god i'm a grown-up this is so good i still get incredibly impressed by that
2: it's so tiring.
0: Oh, it's hard or growing up right? It
2: is. <laughs> it's exhausting. There's a lot of benefits, but all of that stuff, paying the bills and that whole, yeah. I do not like that. But I
0: get a sense of achievement out of doing it. I
2: feel
1: it empowered yet. by knowing yes. that, how to do that. I don't. Because I think there's an don't assumption. You? I
0: hate it. Oh. Okay, so but you remember growing up, right? I, I I remember growing up going to the supermarket with my mum and dad, and my mum having a list of things you could buy from the supermarket, and you were not allowed to buy anything that wasn't mm. on the list, right? Mm. Because my mum and dad lived hand to mouth. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. it was budgeted. So I walk into a supermarket and can buy anything I want, mm. and I feel good about that.
2: I feel okay, yes, but I don't feel good about doing the bills and organizing all that. Like, I find that very draining. I don't like things like that. I like the fun stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: I've ch- I've chosen to find that those tasks that used to scare me and I used to find very dull and boring. I've chosen to find them empowering because I think actually I know what is coming in, I know what's going out, I know where everything is and that means I'm
0: on top of things. We're slightly control freaky, aren't we? I should do that. We have conversations about zero... Do you know Zero no you know, is the online accounting yeah. thing?
1: Well, I need to go and reconcile some. No, me completely. <laughs> we just made ourselves feel guilty. Great, that's my weekend. Uh-huh. Ruined. No, it's not because I'm seeing you tomorrow, Esther. Oh, yeah. um, So, right. Um, I'm turning 30 soon and freaking out because the majority of my friends are getting married and have kids and I'm not quite there yet and maybe I never will be. How to handle the pressure from outside when you feel guilty at the same time for not achieving the goals that society sets you? So I feel like... I'm sort of at the other end of this, having gone through it, because I definitely in my 30s thought...
0: Oh, yeah, people used to ask me the whole time, when are you getting married, Yeah,
1: having children? I felt very displaced. I felt, because I used to go along with the conversations about kids and marriage and stuff like that, but ultimately, if I wanted it, based on now, as a 41-and-a-half-year-old, when I look at the things I've wanted in my life, I have got them. So I feel like the fact that I've never... Pursued really he- heavily a relationship. Well, obviously that's a, a confidence that's issue a as well. Other that's a whole card. other Yeah, that really is. There's, is. there's elements of not feeling worth it. They are so distracted by the guy in the speedos, guys. Oh, he's standing. He's, he's standing on something, he's he's doing, doing a, a photo show. Issue. Yeah, um, that's slightly more famous then. no. Um, um, so yeah, so yes, there are. There's a there's a self worth issue there and everything like that. But I do feel like if I wanted it. I would have moaned about it enough to then take action, and the same with kids. So I think if you're in a position when you are where you are surrounded by people, whatever age that might be, and they are all having children or, or uh, having you know life landmarks, which is why I had a big fortieth because I had never celebrated anything, an engagement, a wedding, a, a, like a new house, anything like that. I'd never had any of those moments that you get cards for. So I was like, actually, do you know what? I'm going to get big on fortieth. But I would just say, you just just because society sets a goal or just because there's a perception that that's that's the natural next step doesn't mean you have to take it agreed thank you and
2: especially today i mean people live their lives so uniquely Mm. and i don't think you need to be apologetic for not living your life in a you know what
0: everybody thinks is a normal way Mm. I agree. I think that's the advantages that you have. You have so many, your generation has so many disadvantages over mine in the sense of anxiety and setting deadlines and trying to live life so perfectly. It's really, really constrictive. But at least you have different options of perfection, so you can be, you know, somebody that lives in the middle of nowhere and does meditation workshops and buys crystals. You can be a, a broker or a brand owner or you can be an Olympian or you can be, you can be so many things, so many more opportunities that weren't available to my generation. Um, so I just think, yeah, you see people who are polygamous, monogamous. You see people that are asexual. You see people that are a whole host of LQB, YouTube, whatever. It's fine. Shall we show you respect be... to the community by calling it the LBGTQI? L- you can literally be anything, and I think that's so important. So I just think nowadays you just, just like, I, I'm not prepared to fit into your box. I'm really not. Also,
1: I think if you are feeling pressure to go down one route, open your mind, as on Vogue said, and the rest will follow. Because open your mind and think, well, okay that I'm not being drawn towards having kids, I'm not being drawn towards getting on the property ladder or having a relationship, or whatever those things. So what am I drawn to? What, what do I want? Because I think more than ever, as you're saying,
0: anything's possible. But if you do want to get married and you do want to have children, put energy and effort into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't wait for it to happen. Mm. I mean, I have no idea how to do online dating, but I would have thought as an advantage of being in a world of online dating, if, you're, if you stand in a bar and just approach men in the same way you would approach women and children and small animals and you just smile and you just start Mm. talking, it's... Small animals. Well, it's true, isn't it? But it's like, you look at the people the way, look at the way people come up in the street and engage with Reggie. If you just showed a little bit of that enthusiasm to guys, I just think you've just got to be open-minded about it and just be kind of smiley and just chat to people. I just, I, I kind of feel sorry for people who have to just do online dating. It can be very fun. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I, I've done it. It's so fun. is it swipe right or swipe left for a good thing? That's I can't more. remember it's, anymore. Whichever right. it is, is it right? Swipe right. right more often. Right. That's what you need to do. Just put yourself out there. If that's what you want. If you want to get married, put yourself out there. Lay it on the line, set it as a goal and do it. Mm. As with anything. As with anything. If you want to start a business, set a goal. There's no point in sitting at home watching Netflix. If you want to get married, you've got to get yourself out there. You really have. You've got to kind of make yourself feel vulnerable and put yourself out there.
1: It's like I remember my brother saying to me once when I was starting out as a freelancer, he said something like, figure out where you want to be in 18 months' time. Like, Set a goal. Set something or how you would like it to look and be open to the fact that it probably won't look like that because you can't predict. But then make sure that you do something every day. You can tick something off a list every day that would get you closer to that, whatever that might be.
2: Yeah. Everybody has to work towards things. Mm. Things don't very they very rarely just happen. Which dating app do you like?
0: Let's (laughs) recommend one to Emma. I mean, I I did the
2: Hinge thing. That was fun.
0: I have no idea what that means. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so old. What's the Hinge thing? It's like
2: it's like Tinder, but a you know a little different. Tinder's like a hookup app. Hinge is more like
0: a relationship app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to choose the right app for what you want. The ones that keep coming up on my I mean, there's nothing wrong with just wanting a hookup either. No, I. Totally, you know, open-minded about any of that.
1: The ones that keep coming up on my Instagram ad, you know, the ads yeah. that come up are the league and inner circle at the moment.
0: Oh, I've heard of inner circle.
2: That's like where it's like friends of friends, right?
0: Is that what that? Oh, means? so it's like my best friend Something That like one, that, that old online dating site that Sarah Beanie started. Oh yeah. Oh god, what was it called? My single friend. My single friend. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. This is a good one. I like this one. If you're tired or run down, what do you do to reset and pick yourself back up? Take a bath.
0: Afternoon nap.
1: Afternoon nap. You can't do that at
0: work, though, sadly, can you?
1: Yoga. Oh, yeah, that's what's the
0: disabled toilet for. Caffeine. I'm a caffeine coffee, addict. Coffee, tea. Yeah. Like, always a coffee. I'm tired
2: today. It's a Friday today. Fridays, I'm always very tired on a Friday. Mm. I don't want to do hot yoga tonight, but I'm doing it. It's going to help me in the yeah. long
1: term.
0: Yeah. And I'm a ca- caffeine person.
1: See, for me, it is going out, it's moving, yeah. Whether that's I've got five minutes and I can do formation
0: and do the dance. But Emma's so good. Out. She's a real inspiration. Like when I go onto my feed, if she's been for a run, I'm still in bed with the cats. She's already done the run in the morning. You are really good.
1: But it I know that I know that I'm better for having done it. And I'm not like I'm a great runner, like I'm nowhere near how I used to run, which was like seven kilometres a day. I still don't I'm still not there, but I like getting out. I like smelling
0: greenery how many days a week do you exercise yesterday
2: (sighs) well last week was very bad because i did a yoga retreat for eight days where we worked out for two hours a day so gorgeous
0: where were you sicily oh it looked lovely but yeah
2: working out for two hours every day for eight days honestly it was dramatic (laughs) i didn't i that was a lot that was a lot so i took this week off you're allowed and i'm back in the game. So I try to do yoga three to four times a week and I might throw in like a co-box or a HIIT class.
0: That's a lot. Mm, It is a lot.
2: One of the yoga classes will be a restorative
1: though. Mm
0: -hmm. Which is more stretching, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it's more chill. Yeah, Yeah. that's definitely something I, um, the last couple of weeks I've just not been able to run because I've been very stressed and so running is obviously like cortisol inducing and it's just been too much like I've been getting skittish mm-hmm. and like carrying all my tension in my neck and just feeling really agitated afterwards so I've just been doing walking and trying to
2: I love walking just walking to, on an incline
1: on a treadmill is really good for you
2: oh, oh great I can't bear the
0: sound of my f- f- body on a treadmill <laughs> how do you use it? bang, bang, bang why am I the only person that sounds like a baby elephant on a treadmill? It's just not good. What shoes are you wearing? (laughs) Lebutean, very <laughs> <laughs> answer. No, I just think you guys. Also, I think the other thing is, is lots of people run in headphones so they don't hear it. But I'm like, I, you know, I'm a big unit. I'm very conscious of the way I sound on Wait, a treadmill. You don't
1: headphones on when you're on the treadmill.
0: I don't get on treadmills for that oh, reason. When was the last time you got on a treadmill? Was it was it Julian, was it the, uh, Julian Anderson, Tracy Anderson? Was it Tracy the Anderson class? Millennium. the sideways thing? Do you remember the trot sideways thing? I remember the
1: sideways. thing. Yeah, our time together has come to an end. And the man has changed his uh, No he's not, he's, he's bending, bending over. No, he's Doing wearing what? different he's wearing different coloured pants. Trying yeah, to give stop drawing colour- it out, stop not drawing it out. Right. Oh God, okay, right. Thank you so much, Estee. Thank you so <laughs> Thank much, you Nadine. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. I really do hope that you enjoyed that conversation with the three of us. If you want to get in touch with the show, and I would be so delighted if you did, please do contact me on thebeautypodcast at gmail.com. That's to email me. If you just want to send me a DM, maybe something fun, a bit lighthearted, or, you know, can still have a serious chat on DMs, what am I talking about? You can DM me on social media where I'm at Emma Guns on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to chat to me and over 3,000 fellow listeners to the emma Gunner show then i would click the link in the show notes which can be found wherever you are streaming and downloading this episode and join that group answer the three questions agree to the forum rules rules and you will be in and i can't wait to start chatting you on any or all of those platforms very very soon thank you so much for listening i'll see you on the next one